Hey there, lurkers. Have you seen Lower Decks, the Recruit, or the Shane Gillis special? What about Starfield? And boy, is there something rotten with the tomato reviews. Well, that sounds way better than Kylie Jenner dating Timothy Chalamet. So, let's lurk. I saw a way too long video of just like actresses, like famous actresses, talking about how they stand Timothy Charlemagne. Oh, hold on, hold on. They stand or stand? Well, I'm trying to say it in the plural. How would like stand? This individual stands. Yeah, I think that's right. Stand. So they would together stand, or is it like deer? Is it they stain Charlemagne? Yeah, and you keep calling him Charlemagne. He's not a French king, nor a radio host who uh, is taking the world by storm. Shalamu? Sh- Shamu. Timothy Shalamu. Timothy Shamu is a very different person that <laughs> none of the girls like. I more resemble Shamu. <laughs> I know you do. Hey. <laughs> it, it It's just, uh, it's that kind of humor that I'm into. Sorry, but, but also stuff? not sorry. And another Seems place like that has went, that humor. What? went a little low with that one, Scott. Yeah, exactly. Low blows are all over one of my favorite shows on TV or streaming. Do we even call it TV anymore? Is it just, it's on the stream? It's on What's the plus? What's a computer? <laughs> uh, one of my favorite shows of all time is back, and that is Lower Decks. I thought you were going to say, um, down with love, you f- weirdo. Those Aussies are weird. <laughs> <laughs> They're into some weird shit. But uh, speaking of, if you haven't seen this Star Trek it is taking the animated style from the classic TOS, those other scientists, <laughs> those old scientists, <laughs> and uh, bringing it into a new comedy style with humor and animation from kind of Rick and Morty. So it's it's got a little bit of everything for everybody. And I will go as far to say that this might be the best Star Trek out right now i know i've sung the praises of strange new worlds and the last season of picard but when it comes to just like pure star trek it's hard to find anything i don't know better than the stories that this show is coming up with because you are getting a mix of new adventures from a new crew but not the command crew that we're used to it's okay. the people who are the lowest ranked officers and all of the dirty jobs that they have to do, all of the cleaning and stacking and taking care of the messes that the more superior officers have created. Basically, the show also just digs as deep down into nostalgia as you can get by referencing things that maybe were not quite so PC in the past or just 
things that were a little weird and wild and were never explained, but there's so many callbacks and throwbacks. Anybody who's watched Star Trek since its inception will have a good time with the show. When you first put in the show notes that we were going to talk about Lower Decks, I thought you were talking about the show Below Deck, and I'm like, why did you watch a <laughs> shitty, like, carnival-produced TV show about people on a cruise? That show has whatever less than zero is in math uh, in terms of attraction to me as a human being. Numbers go negative, Scott. Okay. Zero go. is not where it's... It's the opposite direction. The same amount. Just go that way with the negative symbol in front of it, then. That's how much okay. I want to watch that show. But Could Lower you Decks argue, is the opposite. Could you argue that this show, Lower Decks, is really just an animated show about a cruise because are they not just on a ship destined for love yeah, yeah. yes uh, they don't focus on love uh as much as you'd think there really? are relationships yeah there are relationships uh, a couple of the crew members are dating but i'm not gonna spoil it i'm not gonna tell you who you'll have to tune in and find out okay. check it out it's on paramount plus or those other websites that don't require a subscription I will tell you that I started watching One Piece. Like I promised I would. I didn't Good. have eight hours. But, man, is this a phenomenal show. I am through, like, the the second episode, and I'm like, incredible character development. The way that they bring different people in, the action set pieces, it is so fun. It is. And I really hope you actually get a chance to finish it and not lie to our audience like you did last time. Willie, I, I, I want you to do this. I just want you to press rewind to last week's show. I'm going to watch it this week. I will give you my hot take next week on all eight hours. Well, you know, here, okay. Uh, the deal is, if I, if we were to go back, I think I watched Fast and the Furious, Okay. <laughs> Did you finish it? No, I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't finish it, but it's not a great movie. But you're going to watch it for next week. It's because you were playing Starfield. I get it. I get it. I was. I was. And the the thing is, like, I've got my little setup, right? So I put Starfield here, and I put one piece over here, and I'm like, I can do this. <laughs> no, you can't. And then not. Starfield had a good story, and I'm like, hold on. Tab out, and I pause it over here. And then I was... Uh, and I was like, oh, this is kind of boring. I I, I can't move around because I got too much shit. So I start one piece, and then I'm not watching what I'm doing. There's no way to do both of those things. It's hard. It's hard to multitask. Uh, like Ron Swanson said, though, you should always give your whole ass to one thing. Never half-ass anything. Which nice. is why I gave my whole ass to this show that came out at the beginning of the year, or late last year, called The Recruit. My wife and I were looking for something to watch that had kind of like political connections because we're gearing up for the worst season in America. Not fall, not winter. It's just election cycle. Minnesota, all... Minnesota by the way, has road construction season and then like leap years, election season. Yeah, yeah. So this is a show about a new lawyer who works for the office of the general counsel and it is part of the cia so he is okay. 
an employee of the CIA, but he's not like an operations spy person. He's just the guy that makes all make sure all of the operations that they're doing are within the law. And you're thinking like, aren't these people sanctioned to kill people? Mm, eh. You know, the CIA has a job to do and I'd rather they do it than I do it. So as you can imagine, there are some interactions going on with the people that do these types of operations and things kind of spin out of control. So no spoilers, but if you haven't seen it, it's amazing. Is and there, is there like a show that you would compare it to? Because this is Netflix, right? And so like yep. you've got um you've got shows like um Jack Ryan mm -hmm. on Amazon, old shows like 24. Like where would this fit in? So think that about kind those think about those shows, right? Those are about an operative who's like going on missions and stuff. Now mm -hmm. imagine if they had like a nerdy sidekick. The show, so, is a, the show is supposed to be about the nerdy sidekick. Okay. But the sidekick keeps getting dragged into being the main character. And so uh, it's just like how he navigates that. And it's it's by this young guy named Noah Centineo. I think he was in um, one, of, one of my wife's like fluff shows. Porn. Yeah, exactly. Uh, nice. <laughs> and you get to see it all in this show. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but he's so good. She and, was it. He was in the show to all the boys I've loved to be for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Which is also on Netflix, I believe. Mm -hmm. Anyway, he knocks it out of the park as this guy who's like a fish out of water in way over his head. His character arc is so phenomenal Willie. like we watched the first episode and my wife was going i don't know and i'm like listen look at the recommendations we've watched all of these shows that it would say watch this show if you like the recruit let's just give it one more episode and then she's hooked and then we're watching like two episodes a night we just watched the finale last night it ends on such a good cliffhanger and i know the writer strike is going on but like I looked it up. There is going to be a season two, probably not until 2025. <laughs> it, it on the, on the screenshot on IMDb, it says only on Netflix, December 16th, which is not real. That can't be true. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but I highly encourage you to go check it out. I had a little bit of time. I'm scrolling through TikTok. I'm trying to find stuff for the show. And this comedian continues to pop up and I get a giggle every single time. So I started sending Scott the, the jokes, the clips. Yeah. And he responded with, dude, you just got to watch the whole thing. We're talking about Shane Gillis. Do you know his backstory? Are you familiar no, with this please guy? Please tell me. I didn't know you did so much research. I didn't know you were so uh, into him. So uh, we watch a show called saturday night live oh still i know mostly <laughs> clips and phrases but oh, okay you know that weekend update still solid uh shane gillis tried out and got hired by saturday night live and then people went into his past oh no and he was saying some things that hey i'm not gonna judge but 
were maybe taken out of context. Okay. Didn't have like the full depth and breadth of his category of work. But anyway, it was enough that other cast people basically said, we don't want to work with this guy. And he was let go before the season started. Hmm. Interesting. And that must have been recent, right? Uh, within the past, I think it was 2020, maybe 2021. 2019. 2019. Like. Okay. Yeah. 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 So four years ago, but it seems like it was yesterday. And now that we've watched his special, because uh, my story about watching the special was a buddy at work told me I should check it out. And I was like, yes, I'm definitely going to do that. A few weeks went by. He texted me. He was like, hey, did you ever check out that special? <laughs> I got up from the couch where I was eating dinner with my wife. And I went to Netflix on my phone. I pushed play. And then I walked downstairs into the basement and i spent the next 52 minutes watching that show <laughs> laughing to the point where when i came back upstairs she was like were you on the phone and i was like oh no i i just started watching this netflix special because <laughs> i forgot to <laughs> so can i i just want to say this because let me give some context to the whole um issue from saturday night live okay i think it'll yeah. paint a little context of what i wanted to talk about with his comedy special yes uh it said later that day the day that he was announced to be on saturday night live several clips from a 2018 episode of matt and shane's secret podcast had since surfaced on youtube in which he made jokes including some ethnic slurs about chinese people in other clips uh him and his host um, ranked comedians by race and gender, sexual orientation, including using some gay slurs. And so later that evening, Gillis then posts a tweet and says, hey, I'm a comedian who pushes the boundaries. If you go through my 10 years of comedy, most of it's bad. You're going <laughs> to find a lot of really bad misses. I'm happy to apologize to anyone who is actually offended by anything I've said. Now, I'm watching his comedy skit last night. And there are so many jokes that are just on that line. You're like, yeah. how? How are you making this joke? Razor's edge is what he walks on. And, like, I, I think that's something that is a comedian like that, like a, like a Chappelle mm -hmm. or uh, a Louis C.K., these comedians who are just, like, right there, oftentimes, right, going a little too far over that line, Louis C.K., doing egregious things but like what do you th like do you think that co comedians like that should have a spotlight so i knew going into this that he was controversial i still wanted to check him out because he was canceled but not like completely canceled like he just kind of kept doing work but he wasn't yeah. actually – like, I mean, he missed out on Saturday Night Live. That's a big get for a lot of people. Yeah, but, but not, SNL not is really – everybody. No, it's the mom-and-pop comedy show. There right. isn't anything like – you have Kenan Thompson. What's the most controversial thing that dude's done? I, I, I don't know. Like, he, I, I've seen some interviews with him where, where it's like, oh, this isn't the Kenan that I know. But that's kind of cool. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think he would have, like, done very well. And it, like, it definitely wasn't for his type of comedy. That's for sure. Now, since I knew about this going into it, I told myself, you know what? 
I'm not going to just give him free laughs. I'm going to make him actually earn jokes. Like, uh, he, I'm going to see if he put the time into it. Apparently, he's been working on this special for like three years. Hon honestly, like the first 10, 15 minutes wasn't that funny. It wasn't that good. I was just going to be like, oh, maybe I don't like this guy's humor. And then there was one joke that it just started the giggle loop. And after that, I was in. Like, he is a guy's comedian. And he'll be the first to tell you that. Yes. He made a joke which basically said, like, to all the women out there, I know you're only here because the guy who brought you listens to the podcast. <laughs> and I just told a very off-color joke that out there might not be funny, but from up here, it's really funny because everybody has the same exact face. <laughs> Which is, ugh. Yeah, 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 yeah. The jokes that he makes that are on the edge, I feel in this special at least, he does a really good job of like coming back to and explaining and kind of pointing out the criticism that you might be making of it. He's not just doing it to make fun of a certain like group of people. Mm -mm. He's doing it to bring attention. And in a lot of cases, like he has, he has the knowledge to back it up. So he's, he's a smart guy. And he, his jokes it's, are it's poignant. Like, Scott, when, when we talk about like, you know, how the, uh, um, how the show is made, like, what are the things that we want to do? We don't want to joke about others at their expense. We want to maybe play down. We want to joke about ourselves. Right. And I think most of his jokes are doing that because yes. it starts, it'll start by poking something at like a minority group or poking fun at like a veteran. The root of the joke and the reason it's funny is because he's acknowledging that where he exists is total hypocrisy and yeah. that it's not real. And it's like, if you understand sarcasm, you get that like all of it is projecting the unfortunate reality that the people that listen to his podcast don't get that it's funny <laughs> or don't get that they're the butt of the joke. He does a lot to target the audience that he's at. He, I believe the show is in Virginia and he mm -hmm. does not let them off the hook. Not one bit. Nope. <laughs> so if, uh, you know, if you're, if you like comedy specials and you're on the fence about this one, I'd say check it out. I think it's worth your time. Now, Scott, this past week, like you said earlier, I have spent hours playing Starfield and it sounds like you have too. Oh my gosh. 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 Scott's going to fanboy for a minute. Willie, 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 Willie. Ah, <laughs> oh, it feels so good to be back in a Bethesda box. Mm -hmm. To everybody who's complaining how it's not like a full space sim, I hear you. I get that. I felt that. But I also wasn't expecting it because in huge map games like Skyrim, like Fallout, one of the very first things you look forward to is getting a checkpoint that you can then fast travel to. Because you'll go for a stroll and you'll find side missions and stuff, but eventually you're just like, oh, I have to get this done. Like, I want to complete this mission. I don't have time to do this. I got to go wash dishes, blah, blah, blah. And I feel like all of this space travel, like, 
getting down or up off of planets or going between systems to have to figure out like how to navigate that would really detract from the game's point and that is a looter shooter skyrim in space there's so much you can do yeah the shipbuilding is so intimidating I, I'm just watching TikTok videos on like where to go find secret spots because like I don't want to build my ship. I just want to find a really cool ship and then see if I can mod that a couple times maybe. I think the thing that's most frustrating is this game has been out for about a week as we've been recording. Maybe a mm -hmm. week and a half. Yeah. And there's people that have said, hey, I'm finished with my first run through of the game. Here's some of the best practices. And I'm like, take your time. This is a game that encourages you to slow down, listen to the story, do the side quests, invest in your character's, like, persona. And it's gonna be a long time before Elder Scrolls comes out. Like, just enjoy it. Live in mm -hmm. it. Mine some planets. Become a, a, a space pirate. Become a space cowboy. Like, you can do whatever you want. There are so many choices and configurations on how to play the game. Did you pick any of the the little, like, three characteristics that may or may not hamper you? I picked one. I'm an introvert, which means I don't take a partner with me when I go you out. never use a companion? I try not to. Okay, all right. I picked the fanboy, and I think that might be the only one, where it just gives you an extra crew member right away. Nice. And as soon as he approached me, I was like, oh, I'm not ready for this. Uh, no, I don't need you right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should have chosen to stand too. in the corner. <laughs> but for those who love Bethesda games and have been wanting to check it out, like I am maybe six hours in like Willie was last week. It's just so grandiose. And I did the tutorial mission. And she was like, hey, do you want to keep going? And I was like, mm, actually, I'm going to go run some errands. And then I just started walking around the main capital city that you land in. And I was like, what's over here? What's over here? There's an elevator. I can go up here. And I kind of got scared. Like, I've been pressing, like, quick save every single time I go around a corner. Because, like, <laughs> am I, am I going to get into a firefight now? Like, is this where I'm just going to start Tony Montana blasting everybody? <laughs> it's, it's just amazing. And, I like, the addiction that I used to have when I was a younger man mm -hmm. is fighting me. Like, yes, every free moment that I have, why, why don't you get back on the ship? Why don't we go explore a planet? Why don't we just start nuking aliens? Like, let's go. So, so this is a real thing that happened to me this week. I wake up. I'm like, all right, it's time to go to the gym. I look at my watch and I'm like, oh God, I have to be to work in three hours. There's not enough time to go to the gym. I'm just going to get into orbit. <laughs> Oh, man, it would take, like, uh, two minutes to walk there. Because <laughs> you have Less a gym than, in your yeah. apartment. <laughs> uh, it is a game that if you're on the fence, if, if you're looking for something to, like, sink your teeth in, this is it. Like, and even if that means, like, you're going to wait for winter when it's cold and dark and sad and mm -hmm. you don't want to go outside, yeah. this is a game that couldn't you can invest so much time in. Now, speaking of investing in, ooh, ooh, so Willie and I have a retraction to make. 
couple episodes back, we may or may not have been singing the praises of a website that's been around for a long time, celebrated its 25th year. And I feel kind of rotten about it. We've been bamboozled. We, we got yelped. But I think so many people, companies, everybody has been bamboozled. We're talking about Rotten Tomatoes. There was an article this week that did the opposite of singing the praises of Rotten Tomatoes. Allegedly, allegedly, they were offered financial incentives to manipulate critic scores. Yep. And it was from a specific PR firm that got called out. Bunker 15. Yep. That runs something called a smart tech publicity engine that claims to connect filmmakers with journalists who can amplify their project's visibility. Mm-hmm. So all of those Rotten Tomato scores that you may have been looking at to say like, oh, this movie's out. Should I go see it? Let's see what the critics are saying. Well, let's say only a couple critics actually took the time to review and they may not have given it an amazing score let's just say they gave it kind of like a middle of the road mediocre score apparently this company was like hey what if i found a journalist that tends to give favorable reviews and will also review your film that way and the next thing you know you check out the rotten tomato score next week Suddenly it's certified fresh. But then there's also just the things that we've always known about, which is like review bombing that happens before a movie comes out where maybe there is a a subset of people out there on a subreddit who say, we're not going to watch this because we're bigots. Like, I don't know. Uh, The Little Mermaid. Like The Little Mermaid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And so Rotten Tomatoes has done certain things to try to prevent that or maybe uh, remove some of those things. But I think what we're discovering is just how flawed this site is. And so what do you think the alternative is for us? Uh, I thought, well, if if this site isn't reliable anymore, who else is out there? And every now and then I will go back and check on Twitter, a.k.a. X, and I follow this critic. I follow this, um, maybe maybe they're not a critic, but they're like a reviewer sure. account called Discussing Films. Hmm. And I don't know if it's good or bad, but I just know that the he has some sort of connection to Hollywood and comes up with kind of like behind-the-scenes information. Somebody will make a claim like, oh, so-and-so is going to be starring in this next movie, and he'll respond with, no, they're not. That's not even true. <laughs> and and he's usually spot on. So he uses another service. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, well, what what is this versus Rotten Tomatoes? Like, why is this person who I know is in an industry using this instead of this thing that everybody supposedly knows and loves? This might be why. This might be exactly why. So maybe we have to broaden our horizons and think about other review services there are a few websites that i would recommend that i've enjoyed over the years uh one is called slash film 
and another one is called Screen Rant. Both of them, I think, uh, produce a lot of really great articles. Some of them have YouTube series, um, but that's a good place to get reviews from writers that are more like you and I, Scott, where yeah. they're not the big, they're not owned by Amazon. They don't have a vested interest in putting out a fake review. Well, I think the the site that Discussing Film uses is called CinemaScore, which is mm -hmm. a service that polls the actual people who watch the movie, and uh, they just kind of rate it. And those are those are the real people. I know Rotten Tomatoes has the audience side of things, which can swing wildly, you know, as we've seen from film to film. So this is something where I think we could maybe just focus on the audience side of things from this company rather than, you know, taking the bias that comes from, I guess, both sides of the aisle when it comes to the critic score and the audience score from Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Well, speaking of a little bias here, remember, this is people reviewing movies as they come out. <laughs> Indiana yeah. Jones and the Dial of Destiny had a B plus. I would have dropped that score. Scott, your favorite movie of the year, Oppenheimer, got an A. <laughs> but I think the one that is closest to what we would have expected is everybody's favorite movie. The movie that's going to win the most amount of Oscars because, oh boy, is it perfection. Sound of Freedom. What? <laughs> <laughs> that movie's score was an A+. <laughs> it's the only one on the site with an A+. Okay, uh, well... <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, there's... Uh, there you go. Okay, so there's your answer. There's no such thing as unbiased reviews. and Movies um, are a lie. <laughs> we like what we like. And if you don't like what we like, well... We'll fight you. We'll fight you. This is all a simulation. Thank you all so much for hanging out with us this weekend. Please rate and review wherever you lurk. We appreciate all of your love, no matter what movie you like. So let's remember to be kind to one another, and we will see you next week.